Hello and welcome to another Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. My one brother is out of the country, so we have our buddy Joe joining us. Joe, stress-free win. How does it feel? Pretty nice. Is that first home game this year that I haven't attended? It seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah, maybe but, you should um, never go to a game the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess not. Um, I feel like we haven't beaten the Cardinals in a very long time. I've had a grudge, a grudge against them since 2009 when they uh, broke my heart. That was the worst of the NFC Championship losses in my mind. I was at that game. Seemed, oh, my God horrible and i remember uh deshaun going wide open over the middle mcnab pulling a mcnab and throwing it at his feet which would have tied the game late so that yeah. was that was definitely a heartbreaker and then they killed us a couple years ago was that last year that may have been last year when was that was Wentz on the team yet i can't remember but they came in and just annihilated us no that was chip kelly's last year when we thought we still had a chance and they came in just destroyed us yeah so yeah it was it was nice to have a stress-free win especially against a team that they should beat because as we know the eagles throughout their history these are the kind of games they sometimes lose. So to have that and just dominate in all yeah, facets. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much every. It, it was kind of surprising because I thought we would win this game handily, but I thought it would be because Arizona's offense was horrible, which it was, but we all, I thought their defense would be competent. I didn't think we would win by like 25 points or whatever we won by. Well, they just couldn't stop us on third and long. I mean, they, they were stopping no. the run pretty handily. And then every time the third and long, that was one of my winners that we'll get to later. It seemed like we were converting every third and long throughout the game. Yeah, there was some stat that Wentz was like 10 for 11 at some point with 200 yards, which is just insane on third down. Uh, he was he was absurd today. So let's get into it. So what did you think of Wentz today? Do you think it was his best game as a pro? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, he was uh, he was running the ball well. He was escaping like he always does. And uh, he actually he did something that I think people were uh, being critical of him for not being able to do, which was finally complete uh, a couple long balls in one game to uh, Smith and then to to Jeffrey, who made a ridiculous move on that one guy, like three moves in a row. That was uh, actually Ag- score, so. Aguilar. Aguilar. Oh, sorry, was- Aguilar. Aguilar, yeah, yeah. Aguilar, yeah, my bad. That was pretty. It, he and he it, usually he would drop that because it wasn't right in his hands. <laughs> so yeah, it was nice true. to catch it first of all, and then you, like you said, he made a great move to to get the touchdown. Yeah, I, I liked that. Uh, Aguilar had a, a pretty bad drop. I think on the second tar- his second target of the game, and then Wentz went uh, went uh, right back to him. So that probably got his confidence up a little bit well there's that but, one uh, short once was fantastic today i mean there's there's that one short ball where aguilar i mean aguilar that uh he does the McNabb where he throws it too hard and the guys never have really a chance to react to it so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then so he, i guess it wasn't totally his fault yeah and then I think I think for the most part I'm nitpicking. I think I think this was his best game as a pro. Um, but he did have that wide opens Ertz on third and five to game away, and he totally missed him, threw it at his feet. And I was like, wow, that reminds he, me. Yeah, of he missed him. And then yeah. there was that that stretch I, at the end of the first half where he forced two throws in a row, and he got away with it on the first one, and the second one was picked off. That he you saw that last week against San Diego, close game. You know that still makes me a little nervous, but I think that's just what you get with Wentz. He ha- has that gunslinger mentality. Yeah, I'm not gonna blame him for that. I'm I'm going to blame uh, Johnston, who, like, seconds before was, like, he's displaying his Russell Wilson and Brett Favre qualities, then immediately throws a very interceptable ball, and then immediately after throws an interception. <laughs> yeah, he's but, jinxed. Yeah, his fault. totally. When they say he looks like a five-year vet, they're saying how awesome he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has two bad yeah, they were all over him. There's <laughs> no way he wasn't going to screw up the next couple throws. The only one, the only, like I said, I think this is Wentz's best game of the year. So I think we're nitpicking of, of his career, short career, but I think it was definitely the most complete game he's had. But there's still the one thing that makes me nervous is sometimes he takes those big hits. 
and you saw that a couple times a day, and you saw that one play where he got rolled up, and it got me a little nervous because he was limping for a little bit. I would just like to see him get better at taking hits. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because he's such a big dude. It seems to not uh, – it hasn't really been a problem yet. I mean, he got hit all the time last year and was, and was pretty healthy. I, but, I mean, yeah, he, he dives forward like Manning does. Um, now, he hasn't had that fumble yet that Manning does, but he, he doesn't know how to slide. He, he goes head first. Yeah, he, he, he definitely has times where he, yeah, he holds on to it and then he just gets licked. So um, I think that you're right. As long as he can avoid his head and his knees, he'll be all right because, like you said, he is, he is a pretty stacked individual. So it's going to take a lot for him to be th- you know, taken out of the game on an injury. But you know, it's de- definitely something he's had injuries as a problem in his past in college. So I just, that just is the one last thing that gets me nervous. I said that we are, we are so calm. This is so unlike an Eagles fan, Eagles fans after an Eagles game, but it was the most ho-hum victory that we've had in quite some time, probably since the Pittsburgh game last year. And then, you know, that was when we went three and yeah. one and we were getting a little ahead of ourselves, but this team definitely feels different. Why do you think this team feels different? We're now four and one clearly, you know, in charge of the NFC East. Uh, what do you think is different about this year's team? Cause I think there was always that sense of dread uh, when we started out well last year. It's like, well, this isn't going to last. And it didn't. And he, that totally threw everything off. So I think the offensive line being relatively healthy this year, uh, being Peterson's second year, he's a little more comfortable. Wentz is a little more comfortable, a little more in charge of the offense. Uh, they just seem to have a little bit more of an identity this year. They just seem more confident. Yeah, they just seem more confident on both sides of the ball. And I think, you know, Jeffrey hasn't had that breakout game, but he's definitely opened up the offense for them so that, you know, Aguilar in the slot, and then you have Torrey Smith on the long balls. And then, of course, Ertz keeps getting better and better that I think you just have all these weapons. And then the run game is night and day from last year. And then, like you said, the line and Lane Johnson, he went out. We'll see how bad it is. They said it was a head injury. Oh, did so, he get hurt? Yeah. So that's probably concussion protocol. <laughs> that was uh, then that point that I made wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> I totally retracted. Now I'm nervous. Yeah, so he went out right right around halftime, and they said he had a head injury. So I'm assuming it's concussion protocol. We'll get more. Oh, of that. well, that's fine. <laughs> he might usually concussion protocol on a short week. He might not play Thursday night. But as far as I'm concerned, I think Thursday night is pretty much you know gravy at this point. Four and one on the road on Thursday night game. I'm not going to lose sleep if we lose that game, and if we win it, then we're just in that much better of a shape. You know, especially getting the week and a half for Washington, which will be the big game. Um, after the Carolina yeah. game. As, as of this airing, it looked like it was easily going to be two 4-1 teams, but Detroit is making their usual late-game charge, so we'll see if it's two 4-1. The last point on why this team just feels different is they just, yeah, they just feel better on both sides of the ball. You know, they're surviving the injuries. The, the, the secondary played great today. You know, they, you know, after last week giving up a couple big plays, there was no real big plays that they gave up. They only gave up seven points, so that that's, you know, even without their best defensive player still out, you know, Fletcher Cox, you know, I think it's something at form one, you'll take it every time. Yeah, for sure. I was, uh, I was a little concerned. We got pressure on Palmer early and that seemed to be the reason that he wasn't completing any downfield passes. And then he started completing and I was like, oh, well, here we go. And then they recovered like very well. Yeah. When it was 21 seven, I said, oh, why are we letting score? That was, yeah. Why are we letting him hang in the game when it was 21 seven? Because as a total Eagles fan, you're waiting, <laughs> you're waiting for the run. But yeah, after they blocked the field goal, it seemed like that was, and then we marched down the field and got the field goal. 
goal, and that seemed like pretty much end the game. All right, yeah. so what is what would you say is your uh, rated and your impact play of the game? It's got to be the Torrey Smith touchdown, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Usually we try to do something, you know, that other people didn't think about, but I, I totally agree. That's what I had written down is that, you know, that deep ball that you were talking about that just didn't seem to connect all season. And, and you know, Torrey Smith earlier this week was saying it was his worst stretch of his career, and then he kind of backtracked from that a little bit to get him that long touchdown really open up the field i think it's gonna be pay dividends all throughout the season oh yeah it's huge i mean we didn't have anybody could stretch the field last year at all i, I think that's a, a big point that you made earlier when you're asking what the difference between this team and last year is it's like oh yeah it's obvious we didn't have anybody that could run down the field yeah, no. <laughs> Aguilar was the number one receiver, and we know how that went. And it, <laughs> yeah. he, he seems much better and much more comfortable in, in the slot. So that's, you know, and now it seems like he'll be a productive receiver. And if he can be a solid slot receiver for, throughout his career, that's fine with me. Because, you know, you need those guys yeah. on third down plays, third down conversions to have the slot guy and the tight end. You, you know, you see with Dallas all the time against us, they throughout our lifetimes have always killed us with those kind of players. So, if, you know, Aguilar, is, even as a first round pick, to, turns out to be a good slot receiver i'll take yeah him being a competent player of any kind is gravy for me because i I thought he was gonna like (laughs) he was he was horrendous that was the rumor Um, for a while that he's on the field yeah sure why i mean why not he was horrible for two years yeah and we have no problem cutting people that uh we draft because we don't draft very well yeah though i did see that uh our bust had a sack and a half last week for seattle it'd be just it'd be just our luck if they turn marcus smith into a competent nfl player that i feel like is a stretch uh, maybe <laughs> if they traded him to the patriots uh well no the, yeah i guess the uh the seahawks have the same thing with like Thomas and so we usually go through disappointments, but there really wasn't much disappointments today. So who were you, who are your notable? I'll, I'll give you my winners first. I thought our third and long conversions was something that we haven't seen an Eagles team like this. Can't even remember having that many third and long conversions. It's usually our defense that's giving up third and long. So it was refreshing to see the offensive side of the ball. It seemed like every third and long we converted. So we can you choose concepts as winners as opposed to individuals. Yes, you can. T- right. you can do anything you want with it. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> go with uh with peterson just because i didn't have anything bad to say about him at all at, throughout the entire game and i feel like part of that is the fact that we won by so many points that there was never a part where i was like this is going to be a questionable decision and it's going to screw us like that didn't come up so he get he get he gets a pass i guess so you more um, on my brother's side that you don't think peterson is a good coach or is he starting to win you over i'm more on greg's side because there were some decisions he made last year that people would chalk up to be like oh he's just like a rookie coach like that it's growing pains it's like but then I see him as like there isn't a single like smart human being that like would have made that decision in any circumstance regardless of whether he's like a rookie coach so I feel like there were like dog whistles for him being just a really <laughs> shitty coach that like are just difficult things to overcome but uh maybe I'm wrong I don't know I mean he we're, we're four and one now and uh called a good game today i guess it's hard to tell where wentz uh ends and like he begins and you know it's all kind of a mix you don't really know what's what's going on but if they're aligned that you know that goes a long way if your franchise qb is aligned with whoever the coach <laughs> is you know i yeah. don't care if the coach i'd rather have the franchise qb and a not great coach than a great coach with a mediocre qb good point being on the same page yeah um 
I mean, the so he's my he's my winner. I think that's a great call too. And it, it was funny. I was going to talk about him a little bit later on. But have you seen how the Ringer Network has been crushing him week in and week out? I think you know it's about time we say, okay, he may not be a great coach, but he's not a terrible coach, and he seems to adjust and he seems to learn from his mistakes. Which is you know, as I said in last week's telecast for an, or telecast podcast, which when you talk about a head coach, that's saying something because they're usually the most stubborn people on the face of the planet. I'd say that's like the most important thing. If, if you're hiring somebody with inexperience, that has to be the case if he's going to stick around. And you're right, like that's those are flaws that like Reed never fixed. Same thing, clock management over and over again, and it's still a problem. He was incapable of learning from that. If you can learn from your mistakes as a coach, you'd probably be pretty good. Yeah, that's where Doug Peterson is showing the most maturity, and you can just sense it on the sidelines. He just seems to have more co- confidence when you just look at him on the sideline, looking at the play sheet. It's just night and day from last year. He looked like you know kind of like lost in headlights a couple of times and i haven't noticed that once this year his his face just looks different like he's he's like he's lo- he's looking he's looking down at the place sheet mm. as opposed to like over it and bewildered totally different I, yeah i noticed that too that's weird so uh the other big winner has to be Kenyon barner you know not playing in the nfl to re-signing with the eagles and then having a huge day especially on that punt return punt return was like the first se- like the first series the eagles got i was driving i was in, i was in the car at that point so i didn't see it but it sounded good uh it was when they were up seven nothing and then that made a that put them up 14 now that's the big play that made it 14 nothing i think it was 76 yards uh oh okay yeah it was a huge return so it was uh yeah 76 yard punt return and that was before the Ertz third and six td to make it 14 nothing oh so that's why they that's why they're on like the 15 yard line yes yes yeah yeah that was all yeah that's big he's very small and and very fast so I guess he could he could replace Sproles in that in that spot if uh, he's any good or if this was just an aberration I don't know. See, you think he'll stick around and, and get like a lion's share of carries like or just he'll be mostly special teams if he can you know at least be adequate to what um you know what Sproles did that's a huge win because they seem to be, especially on the punt return they didn't really seem to have they were throwing Tory Smith back there and that just didn't seem right to yeah. be much of a the same kind of weapon and when you see the return pretty nifty on his part he waits for the blocks and then makes it a couple people miss so those kind of plays that only certain people can do that especially on punt return so it seems to me that he's going to be on the team for the rest of the season as long as he can stay healthy and then they might just decide which running back doesn't even dress that week and then yeah. you know who we always kind of take for granted and this game just proved how awesome he is is jordan hicks he's just on every play and i feel like he might be one of the best linebackers in the league and we just don't give him enough credit because he's so solid that you just never think about it yeah i mean that's that's definitely true whenever i'm watching uh the other teams off like i'm always watching the other team's offense and like barely taking notice of like who's making the tackles i'm always just like oh that's great he's he's down now that's good the defense is playing well i have a t- i have a tough time pinpointing like individual defensive efforts unless somebody like sacks or makes like an interception or a tip or something but i will take your word for it that hicks had an amazing game today just look at the difference of the defense when he's in and when he's not i always say that it's fletcher cox jordan Hicks, Malcolm Jenkins, those are the three guys on defense that we can't lose. So yeah. when one of them's out, we're all okay. When two of them out, that's when we start seeing fourth quarters of the Giants games happen. And, we, and right. I don't know if you listen to our other podcasts when we say when Chris Maragos is in the game, we're, we're after. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. That, that I, ha- I, I, notice, I notice defensive players when they're terrible. 
Like, <laughs> when they're just like quietly solid throughout the entire game, I have no idea if they had a good game or not. <laughs> I just assume at the end, if we have won, played pretty well. So finally, we uh, get into now that they're four and one. We always have our ridiculously early season end prediction of record. So after this game, where do you see the Eagles at? Twelve and four. Twelve and four. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's why, why not? That's the most aggressive we we've had on the <laughs> podcast so far. So what makes you think twelve and four? They they just look better than I thought they would be, and I thought they would be a nine and seven team. And now I think they're a twelve and four team because I don't really have specific reasons. They just they just look pretty good, and they've are, that's it. That's all I got. It's just it's a it's a feeling. Anything else I made, anything else I said after that would be just like a lie or made up. Well, you're showing optimism, being someone who still lives in the area. Why why are you so? Optimistic? Which is probably so dumb. Um, I don't know. Wentz seems uh, he seems a little different. He seems different than McNabb. Uh, he just seems like a guy that that wins. He's like he's like Tebow with with skill. Like if Tebow had like actual quarterback ability, he'd be like very good, I think. But that's <laughs> kind of what Wentz has. That's that's what I'm thinking. I love that Tebow with skill. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. There's something to be said. He's definitely he has the leadership qualities down way more than McNabb. You can tell the teammate. Every teammate loves playing with Wentz, whereas we as we know, they all seem to hate McNabb. <laughs> they appreciate right. him for what he did, but that was about it. They never seem to like hang out with him or you know. Anytime he's in the locker room, he didn't have a great locker room vibe. Yeah, well, he, well, he just never took blame for anything at all that happened to. It's like the, you have like one job to do if you're like the de facto leader, and it's to like never throw your teammates under the bus, and it's like what he did constantly. So I think that's probably why. And Wentz does obviously does not do that. It's like the opposite of his personality. Yeah, you love it when Wentz, you know, before the the Chargers game, talking about, you know, he knew he had to get better with the deep throw. And McNabb would have never admitted something like that. And I'm sure you could tell he was so pissed at himself when he threw it at Ertz's feet on third and five. So Yeah, it, right, right. It, it's it's great to see that that fire in him. I would have been so mad if he walked field just smiling. <laughs> yeah, every time McNabb did. <laughs> That's you have very... to use every show, right, to bash McNabb a little bit, even though he was, you know, he was pretty great, but... Well, my sister and I got in our biggest fight ever was over how good Donovan McNabb was. I said he was one level below Hall of Fame, and my sister said that he was a constant choke artist. Well, to be a constant choke artist, right, you have to put yourself in a position to choke. So he put, you know, put enough numbers to get there. But and, and my other you're right, he's he's short of Hall of Fame, but he's he's, he's best, right there. He's the best quarterback in Eagles franchise history. He did a lot of that with absolutely no no help. You know, you, you would always have a decent running game with the receivers, which like James Thrash and James Pink, uh, you know, Todd Pinkston. Torrance Small. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Exactly. <laughs> None of them are, are knocking on Canton's door. And then one year he had a great receiver. We made it to the Super Bowl. And then we did yeah. what we do with between Reed and McNabb in a microcosm <laughs> on the fourth quarter. Anyway, we digress. This is a different <laughs> year. This team feels great. Joe's <laughs> yeah, going with 12 exactly. and 4. How do you think the city, you know, you're in there day in day out. Does the city feel like it's turning now to really be all in on, on this Eagles team? I don't know. It's kind of tough to tell. I mean, everybody that calls into uh, like WIP or the Fanatic is pretty guarded, uh, and for for right for, for good reason, right? I I I think I think it's a pretty even mix of people that are pessimistic and people that are like, yeah, I think I think I think they can make some noise this year. But so what do you think it would take for fans to really get excited? Being eight and two, and then you know, then you feel like it. When do you think the city is going to turn? Because usually we get ahead of ourselves as pessimistic as we are as Eagles fans. You know, I was saying I that think... they're just as good as any team in the NFC last year and I or last week and I was getting crushed for it, but after this week, 
it still proves my point. I, I would take them against any team in the NFC right now. You take them against the Packers. I would take them against the Packers. So they have a better quarterback still, of course. Aaron Rodgers is the best in the league besides maybe Tom Brady, but 1A, 1B, their defense is not nearly as good as yeah. ours if we're talking healthy defenses. Very true. I think it would take going 15-1 and one to get everybody <laughs> on board. The fact that they're good, and then everybody would just be terrified that they blow it uh, in, the, in the second game. But uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I think Philadelphia sports in general are kind of – they hit rock, and then they stayed at rock for like two to three. thought there was going to be a bounce-up. It didn't happen right away. And now I think we're slowly – on the upward trajectory. And fingers crossed, but we might have the true generational quarterback. Uh, dude, I, th- I, I think he's a real deal. He, he looks fantastic. Just the way he's able to escape pressure is... Like, we've had guys that are fast. Like, we've had, you know, McNabb and Vic, and they could escape. But, like, he seems to sense where everybody is in the pocket better than they did. The, <laughs> the way he gets out of plays and extends them and then plays with his legs is just... It's something you we haven't really seen combo of. He's got it like in the legs and in between the ears. Like just don't see that. Well, you had a guy that would have been a Hall of Famer in Randall Cunningham, but Buddy Ryan didn't care about offense and hired guys like Rich Kotite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. You're right. He has. He just has that it factor that just seems to keep growing with confidence week in and week out. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Joe. Thanks for subbing in for the other grand brother who's out of the country. But that's another edition of Brotherly Love Eagles podcast, and we'll be seeing you a couple times this week because we have the Thursday night game against Carolina. And with that, we'll talk to you next time. See you.